room in about 10 minutes' time right here at 92.9. Time to play the higher or lower game on this Wednesday. Good morning, Lena. How are you? I'm good. Wow, you're really screaming today, JB. Am I a bit loud? Yeah, a bit loud. Am I? Can you hear me <laughs> next door in the other studio when you are in there earlier on today? Or No, but no? just particularly right now, you're yelling. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh. It's a Wednesday. Why not? Yeah. Wednesday exactly. shout day. Let's go. <laughs> Wednesday shout day. I like that. I don't, I don't know, know whether it'll take <laughs> off, but sure. Hey, today, the higher or lower game... That's why I'm yelling, because I'm excited for this game, and I'm excited for this edition. It is the French Open edition, of course, into yeah. the final week now. Yeah. Down to the crunch time. So here we go. All stuff to do with the French Open. Exciting. Do you like tennis? I do, but I only watch the Australian Open. Oh, okay. Fair enough. Yeah. Right. It's like a summer thing for me. Fair enough. All right. Well, here we go. First one, I think anyone would get this one right. So I feel confident for you, okay? Who has won more French Open singles titles? Rafael Nadal or Andy Murray? Who do you think out of those Rafael two? Rafael Nadal? You're going to go Nadal, lock him in? Yeah. Well done. Oh, Congratulations. Oh. Rafa's the king of clay. Wow. He's won 14. A 14. record 14. That's pretty good. Between tw- t- 20, uh, 2008 and now. And what about Andy Murray? So, Did you find out his? He's only made the finals once in 2016 and lost. Oh, wow. To Nadal. Yeah. Andy. Okay. So uh, there you go. Rafa, 14. Unbelievable. The previous record was six. So doubled it and then won. Yeah. It's crazy. Like that record will not be beaten anytime soon at all. You heard that here first from my amazing tennis knowledge. (laughs) All right, here we go. The composition of the clay courts is made up of how many layers of clay? Is it five layers or two layers of clay? <laughs> Look, I, I must admit, I just thought clay was clay. Yeah, and, and I didn't they know there just, was layers. They just, you know, just play on it. They Look. just go, there is the uh, clay court there. Uh, we will uh, have Le Grand Slam on it. We'll call it the French Open. Yeah, you need a baguette so people know that you're trying to be French. Yeah. Um, anyway, no, I'm going to go five. Well done. Wow. You were on fire. Look at that. Yeah, it's um, drain rock is the bottom layer. Yeah. Crushed gravel is the next. Then they go coal residue is a third. I wonder if they get that from Australia. <laughs> um, crushed white limestone is the second layer. And then finally red brick dust wow. as the top layer. Wow, didn't know so much went into so, it. There you go. No, I had no idea either. So again, I just thought they went, oh, there's the clear. We'll play on it. Enough of that. Uh, and final question. Well done. Can you make it a three Don't from jinx three? me. Don't jinx me. Which country has won more French Open titles? Australia or Sweden? What do you think? Sweden. Australia or Sweden? You're going to lock in Sweden? Yeah. You think they're a big tennis country? Sweden are? Yeah. Australia's still... Oh, are we still a big tennis country? Australia? What would I you think say? So. You think so? Yeah. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I mean, the the days of like Leighton Hewitt and Pat Rafter are behind we've us, got, but I mean, we've got some up yeah. up and comers. I mean, we had Ash Barty there for a oh, of good time. Yeah. yeah, yeah. What a ridiculous comment to make there, JB. I know. You nuffy. Anyway, I'm locking in Sweden. Sweden. 
It was Australia. Wow. See, you jinxed oh, me. I wouldn't sorry. have gone Sweden if you didn't jinx me. Australia by one. <laughs> oh, by one. So, yeah. okay, it was pretty close then. Yeah. Okay. Australia got 11. We've had 11 wins. Sweden, 10. Mm. Bjorn Borg was the main champion from Sweden throughout the 70s and 80s. Australia has not won the French Open since 1969 when Rod Laver won. Oh, my God. So, there you go. We've got a, uh, yeah. Wow. Even Leighton Hewitt was out on the fourth round, and he's the closest we've gotten, and that's the fourth round. So mm. we need some of our own kings of clay. <laughs> we need to, I don't know, speak to the Spaniards and get some <laughs> raffers out here in Australia. Maybe, maybe you can be so. the next king of the king of what do you say, king of clay? King of clay. Yeah, maybe you should be the next king of clay, JB. <laughs> Put this tennis knowledge to the core. <laughs> Well done. We'll play higher or lower game again next week. Let us know how you went. That is Collective Soul out of the 90s at 7.51 here at 92.9. And the world I know. JB here this morning for Country Auto's GWM Havel. Get in there. Check out all the end of financial year deals now at Country Auto's. Our brain started this morning. 22% of us have attempted this at least once. No one got it right this morning. I mean, it is a little left of field. I thought I might have made it a bit easier saying that it usually involves sort of an office job or mm. um, working uh, in an office. It's not licking your nose, licking your elbow. <laughs> Sorry, what? You do that in an office, do you? What <laughs> <laughs> kind of office are sure. you guys working in? <laughs> um, drive without a license. Jennifer's gone with. I mean, <laughs> I, I did preface this as well by saying it's something that I've done and I'd, I'm not a lawbreaker in that mm. I don't drive without a license, so <laughs> no. The answer, 22% of us have attempted this at least once, and that is trying to crack a co-worker's password. Ah, a co-worker's? Yeah, a co So specific. <laughs> yeah, very specific. Right, We've tried right. to... Uh, I must admit, I, I have done this once um, when a co-worker's computer was locked. They were on holidays. A client had rang saying, hey, I've sent this very important document through to XYZ. We need it signed. I've gone to XYZ's uh, staff member's computer. It's locked. Tried a couple of things, you know, the, the, I, the, the name of their cat, Mr. <laughs> Mr. Fluffles123, declined, uh, you know, I don't know, Pill Street, no, nah, didn't work. Um, Did you try password123? Try password123, <laughs> of course, the most common password out there, don't use that. Um, couldn't get in, so I... Contacted this guy while he was on holidays, and this don't do this. All right, this is why I'm telling you this story. Okay, if you have this, change it today because this is where it, stuff got really awkward. What I've rang the co worker no. and gone, Hey, mate, how's your holiday? Yeah, yeah, really good. Oh, cool. Hey, just need to get into your computer and it's locked. What's your password? And he's gone, Ah. Oh. I've gone, yeah, just yeah, give me the password. I'm here in front of it. All good. Oh, no. What? It was something with the boss's name <gasps> and a really rude word after it that I can't say on the radio. Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, my God. I was like, no, dude, I'm keeping that between you and I. Oh! And, and now all these years later on the yeah! radio as well. <laughs> but what? 
made it to work, computer. A work. What it, are it, you doing doing that? You I don't mean, you don't crap we eat. No. I was like, what are you doing? Oh. Like, you know, a home computer, sure, but this is work infrastructure. <laughs> and you've Oh, how awkward like, for that we, person. We shared a laugh, but I was like, mate, you work. Look, while you're on holidays, I'm <sighs> logging in and I'm changing the password to Mr. Fluffles123, and you can look after it when you get back. Because, oh my uh, God. yeah, don't. See? <gasps> wow. It's JB's community service <laughs> right there. Please, guys, if you have your boss's also, name as your password and something rude after it. Also, just keep your password simple on work computers regardless. Thank you. Because the amount of times we have like had <laughs> issues in this office with passwords yes. and different emails being used to <laughs> log in and stuff, it's ridiculous. Can we just keep it with one generic email yeah. and a you know, not a generic password, but a password that perhaps the workplace can get. <laughs> um, because it, it does get annoying, doesn't it? Yeah, it does very much so. Oh, goodness. Five to eight at 92.9. Oh, she's Shania Twain at 18 past 8 here, 92.9 JB for breakfast for Country Auto's GWM Havel. Get in there and check out the amazing end of financial year deals on now. Love to know this morning, you know, when you when you cruise along Gunnaganoo Road and you get to the amazing Gunnaganoo Road roundabout that we all love so, so much. Like, I mean, I'm slightly getting off topic here, but, you know, we, I, I'm far from a local but when I lived here 15 years ago, people were going, they're going to put traffic lights in there. And then lo and behold, imagine my surprise when I moved back here after eight years away. And guess what? Still no traffic lights. Yeah. I love it. The roundabout will live on forever. But <laughs> when you get to that roundabout and someone c- cuts you off and you you smash the thing in your in the middle of your, your, your steering wheel and it goes like that. What, what do you call it? Do you call it honking, tooting, or beeping? You honked me, mate. That's what I'd say. You honk? That's you what honk. naturally comes yeah. to you. It's got to be... You can't... We, no, 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 honk, yeah. We mentioned this to a couple of people so far this morning, and they've had to think about it. It's like, no, no, it's got to be your first reaction that gets into your head. You can't think about it and then change. Mm. It's got to be, you know, when you blast them, what is it? So you go with honk. Yeah, because it's aggressive. Is that why? Yeah. What about the sound of the horn? So this is an interesting one. Someone on our Facebook page, Rory, said it's A if it's a little car and A is a beep. <laughs> C if it's a big car. That's a comical car. That's a clown car, that one. <laughs> there you go. That's aggressive. That's a honk. Anita, who was a driving instructor as well. So she comes to this with a lure of... Uh, of background to mm. this, I guess. She goes with honk, but a little bit of beep as well. Oh. A little bit of both. I guess it's the way you do it. If you're going to honk at the roundabout, it's a honk, right? Yeah. But if you're going to say goodbye to someone, it's like toot toot, beep beep. <laughs> if you, like, or, if you're, or if you're the traffic lights and the person in front of you hasn't driven off yet and you just give a little bit of a beep, beep. Yeah. come on, the- move it, let's go, let's go. Whereas if you're going around that roundabout, it's like, Honk, like right on it. You, you think know? it's the? It comes down to the the context. Yes. Do you think? Yes. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like cutting me off in traffic. You get a honk. You get a 
Yeah. But if it's like a little subtle, hey, mate, just, you know, Start are you driving. awake? Come, uh, on, yeah, come on. Yeah, yeah. Then it's a little like yeah, that. Yeah, I agree. Uh, at this stage on our Facebook page, um, Honks the Winner, uh-huh. followed by Beep. And I don't even think we've got any votes for Toot at all. Uh, no, no one's going with the Toot. Um, we did have two other guesses that I didn't have here. Angela's going with Blasting, which sounds mm. very aggressive. Blast the horn. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and Raylene's gone, get the blank out of my way. Oh, okay. I know what she means now. Get the... Oh yeah. oh yeah! Oh yeah! Oh okay. yeah! Okay, I like that last one. Hey, that's a good one. <laughs> you know what? Toot and I and toots another word you can use for something else as well. Mm. If the li- little kid farts. Yeah. <laughs> and again, in that context, there's only kids that fart. Yes. You don't yes. say adults had a toot. No, no, that's just embarrassing. Yeah. No. <laughs> but primary school kids, you did a toot. <laughs> Like that. (laughs) You'd want to hope by an adult you're not tooting anymore. You're actually, you know, you're (laughs) blasting. (laughs) I really, look, honestly, I just, I really wanted to just do this topic on air so that every car horn sound effect we had here at the radio station I could use. So there you go. It's out of my system now. What do you call it? Is it a a honk or a beep or are you one of the rare people that does a toot? Let let me know. (laughs) 676-2299 or at our Facebook page. Asking the big questions. Metal Corp, we're your raw brand for the land with everything in steel. Sarah Blake, conflict strategist and mediator, joins me for a chat this morning. Sarah, thank you so much for your time. How are you? I'm pretty good this morning. And yourself? Yeah, very well, very well. We've had some really, in the last 12 months, some real high-profile leaders uh, vacate their jobs. Obviously, last week, uh, WA Premier Mark McGowan, but, I mean, we've had footy coach Damien Hardwick. We've had the New Zealand PM, Jacinta Ardern. But I guess the, the unusual thing is, you know, sometimes they retire, sometimes they lose their positions. But the honesty of Jacinta and Mark McGowan has been they're leaving because they're just exhausted and burnt out. I mean, we, we didn't see that with earlier leaders, I guess, did we? Yeah, and I think we kind of thought that they've got this, they'll just keep carrying on. Mm. And I think it's a really interesting thing for all of us really to recognise that, hey, it's not just us feeling exhausted, yeah. right? It's everyone feeling exhausted right now. Yeah, exactly. No, that's right. Do you, do you kind of, do you like that honesty? Is that, is that, I guess, is that, it's a generational thing, do you think? Yeah, look, I think that there's been a real shift around where we prioritise and where we put our energies. And in the past, I think people would have toughened up and just got on with it. And I think we're in, what we're saying is, hey, it's not at the cost of my family or I want to spend quality time doing other things as well. And so I think it's a really interesting generational shift, perhaps. But it's tricky, right? For the ordinary everyday person, we don't get a chance to make that call often. That's very true. <laughs> Wouldn't that be fantastic, right? Yes. So, I think that that it. I think that makes it challenging for us. But I also think there's a whole pile of people dynamics that are just exhausting leaders. If you run your own business, if you're in a leadership position in your organisation, I think it's getting pretty overwhelming. We've had to juggle COVID. We've had to juggle work from home. We've had to juggle. Um, increases in conflict in workplace, and that just leaves you emotionally exhausted. 
and and I want to focus on that McGowan in particular. He said in his um, in his resignation speech that uh, he was spending so much time engaging in argument and debate and confrontation one way or another, and that it was exhausting. And he's not naturally a confrontational kind of character. And I guess yeah. that just burnt him out over time. Is there is there ways you can kind of try and adapt to that character trait? Yeah, look, I certainly think that someone like McGowan has toughened up. He's had a career background in military, so he knows how mm. to compartmentalise his emotions and kind of go in and, and win that, that, that battle as such. And I think that particularly lawyers are very good at it. So I think what all of us need to be doing, though, is working out if we have a combative approach, it, 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 there is a cost to it. Mm. It doesn't go away. So you have to be really focused on what are we working towards? What are we trying to achieve? And what's the best way to do that so that I don't carry all the cost? Yeah, no, I like that. Do you think also we need to get rid of the um, the, the, the judgment, I guess, that leaving a role like that, you, you're giving up? Yeah, I think that those days are gone and passed, right? And, and I see some in, in the media saying, oh, he just wasn't tough enough, he just yeah. didn't cut it. Yeah. And, and I think that's not fair because yeah. I don't think we compare apples and oranges in this day with leadership because the pressures are enormous. And the, the politics pressure, the combative, the having the fight. I once heard an interview by a very old politician who said it's never been more combative, combative now than it used than ever. Yeah. And so he's saying that politics is nastier now, it's harder now, it's so polarising, side against side. And I think that that's not, not good in the long term. So I think all of us have to be reflective around how do we all have difficult conversations? How do we disagree in a way that doesn't leave the other people feeling um, little or exhausted or less than? So I think it's a call for all of us to not just recognize resilience and well-being but also say hey how can we disagree better yeah i like that sarah thank you so much for your time some really fascinating insights oh uh, we could talk forever but thank you and uh, <laughs> have a great day <laughs>